broadband is it is a rural issue, but then let's niche it down to, to the tribal lands. Recently, our local school system off reservation because our kids don't go to school here on reservation. They had a COVID scare. So all the seventh graders have come home. So those kids that were now in school have to do school virtually. Well, if they live outside of our where we do cable internet, there's, there's an inequality there for education. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Keynotes, a podcast from the Keystone Policy Center, and the third episode in our series examining our COVID-19 response effort among tribal communities in Southwest Colorado. I'm Marcus Chavez, Communications Director for the Keystone Policy Center. So far, we have highlighted the food response effort, including developing a regional food security system, as well as expanding mental health services for tribal communities. In this episode, we're going to discuss how the lack of access to broadband internet on tribal lands and the domino effect that has on the community. And it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. This is another long-standing issue that has only been exacerbated during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Colorado Broadband Office, which is a division of the Governor's Office of Information Technology, provides numerous resources about broadband access for the state. Among those resources is a broadband map that shows where throughout the state there is strong and weak internet access, as well as no access at all. Looking at that map really drives home just how spotty internet access can be in the state of Colorado. As you would expect, in the urban areas, you'll see dark shades of blue indicating strong internet access. In other areas, the blue is a lighter shade indicating less connectivity. And in some areas, there is nothing at all. The locations of most of those quote-unquote dead areas are not a surprise. They often line up directly over one of Colorado's 11 national parks or in areas that have no roads. What strikes me, as it relates to the topic we're discussing today, is that other than in the town of Toyok, which is where the Ute Mountain Ute Reservation is located and has a small amount of lighter connectivity, all of the color on the map literally stops at the border of the reservation. The Colorado Broadband Office even specifically designates a significant portion of the reservation as an unserved area, which is defined as those areas that have download speeds of 5 megabits per second or less and also includes areas with no reported existing service. I've heard a lot of people describe 2020 as an accidental social experiment where we decided to try and move everything we would normally do in person, work, school, family gatherings, and even religious services online. And it seems anybody could do almost anything they needed to do online, except of course, those people who aren't actually able to get online. The 2019 Broadband Deployment Report from the Federal Communications Commission states that 21.3 million Americans or 6.5% of the population, lack access to broadband internet. However, a report from an organization called Broadband Now Research, released in February 2020, estimates that actually 42 million Americans, double the FCC estimate, do not have access to wired or fixed wireless broadband. And as you know, there tends to be a greater economic and educational disparity as a result of this digital divide. Ernest House Jr., the director of Keystone's American Indian Alaska Native Program, explains. I want to make sure that we don't lose sight that virtual tools do not guarantee equity for a lot of our tribal communities and our indigenous populations. In fact, we know that pre-COVID, just a little over half of the American Indian Alaska Native population living on Indian reservations throughout the United States had access to higher internet broadband uh, or higher internet service. And so I think what we've quickly, what I've quickly seen is this 
digital divide that we have discussed pre-COVID now really been expanded. Just think about how those of us who have easy access to the internet really take it for granted, and even more so during this pandemic. Think about everything the World Wide Web delivers to us or allows us to do, and how much we have leveraged it during this pandemic. Broadband is a huge issue. E-commerce is huge. Just think of this. If we have access to, to, you know, to a single e-commerce platform, that could take someone out of poverty. Taking their wares that they make, even their handicrafts and their wares, if they could sell those online, that could take them out of poverty. That could, that could, that could stop generational poverty. You know, enterprise, building our enterprise, you know, the faster we have access to information, the faster we can respond. And the faster our response equals faster funding. So there's an economic, an education, and a mental health. So it's it's this perfect storm. That's Todd Geeson, who I'm sure you recall is the Mogawan Behavior Health Program Director for the Ute Mountain Ute Tribe. Our last episode explained the progress he and his team are making in bringing mental health services to the members of the tribe, but that progress was halted due to the pandemic. And a major reason for that halt was the inability to get telehealth services to tribal members due to a lack of access to broadband internet. There was also an educational need as students needed internet access to complete school in many instances. But as Giesen explains, they didn't just sit on their hands when faced with this hurdle. They started working with the governor's office to meet some of the immediate needs. We identified a um, information technology infrastructure gap. And I reached out to Ed Mills out of the governor's office of information technology. And, you know, Ed Mills called a number of partners to the table. And Verizon was the one who really kind of took lead. And without Verizon, you know, we would have not had connectivity for um, some high acuity behavioral health clients and also some education because uh, we were right at the end of the school year in March. So without them, we would have had some connectivity, and they've really kind of come to the table. Once Geeson reached out to the governor's office, the Colorado Broadband Office began contacting major network companies and other partners that could contribute to potential solutions. Verizon and Sprint responded to the request and both began to assemble personnel to leverage assets and technologies to address the needs of the tribe. Several meetings were also conducted to discuss possible solutions, including using available assets in the region, leveraging aerostats, microwave, and mesh networks. Verizon responded by sending 25 tablets and two cradle point routers from their critical incident assets to assist with connectivity of individuals and agencies. During this time, Keystone started working on finding funding partners that would help the tribe apply for a grant that would aid in building a high-speed internet infrastructure. I can't thank the Governor's Office of Information Technology enough because they were facilitating calls. And Ernest was on some of those calls. Keystone had had Ernest on. And because of them, you know, I think our infrastructure is getting better. And because of that initial OIT conversation, Keystone really worked with an outside funding partner to get a match. And when we applied for a match or for a, a, a USDA grant that required a 15% match, because of that initial conversation with OIT, Keystone uh came to the table with a match from an outside partner. And that, that was a game changer. Again, this is work Ernest and Keystone was already involved in. We just needed to pivot to meet both the immediate and long-term broadband needs of the region brought on from the COVID-19 pandemic. We pivoted from 
not just our work and in trying to raise funds to help support their efforts at Ute Mountain for COVID-19 response. But one of the biggest hurdles we saw was the broad need for broadband network. And so uh, we've worked with not only the tribal staff, but some outside consultants on bringing the people to the table around what would be needed for the tribe to not only apply for these larger grants, which they've been doing, uh, but then also to meet the needs of the short-term effort, you know, what to do with, with K-12 through education now. Coincidentally, another opportunity presented itself that may help the tribe provide broadband access to most of its rural members. In 2019, the FCC adopted rule changes to the Educational Broadband Service, or EBS, portion of the 2.5 gigahertz band. Those changes included dropping the educational use requirement for licenses. The EBS portion of the band was originally intended for use by educational institutions to transmit video services and later broadband, but most of the current licensees don't actually use the spectrum for educational purposes. So, dropping the education-only requirement means more entities will qualify to apply for licenses, entities like tribes. In fact, the FCC also created a priority filing window for tribal entities interested in obtaining access to unassigned EBS spectrum. Our IT guys, Anthony Bancroft, who oversees, um, he's a, the director for our information technology. Um, Anthony has collaborated with some outside consultants, and I know he's applied for the 2.5 gigahertz access because it comes across tribal lands and tribal uh, tribes were given first shot at that. And that broadband is huge. Um, so let's talk about, like you said, let's talk about the need. The need is... Like right now, we can't get broadband access to our whole community because there's no infrastructure. And then we'll talk about high speed. So there's nothing even in the ground that's that's here. So those pieces are huge. In October, the FCC announced the first set of spectrum licenses through the rural tribal priority window. Both the Ute Mountain and Southern Ute tribes were granted licenses. It's a significant step toward bringing fixed wireless technologies to southwest Colorado, as directional equipment can provide broadband service in remote or sparsely populated areas where other types of broadband would be too costly to provide. And so in the last nine months, we've seen the Ute Mountain Ute tribe work with state government, nonprofit organizations, and industry to make significant strides in meeting both the short and long-term broadband needs of the tribe. All of this interweaving it, I mean, broadband is that fabric. And so now there's a big rush. There's a big push to try to get these communities online within the shortest amount of time possible. And I think we've seen so much support from around the state and around the country in that effort. Colorado's tribes have set a strong standard of success through collaborative action to meet the needs of its members during the COVID-19 pandemic. That success is due in part to its relationship with state elected officials. On the next episode of Keynotes, which will be the final installment in our series examining our COVID-19 work with Colorado's tribes, we examine the critical importance of developing a strong government-to-government relationship between tribes and states. I've learned firsthand the importance of maintaining that government-to-government relationship. And I think that one of those things that we see when there's not a supportive, strong state tribal relationship is some, some of those fractionated conversations. And... These are times when obviously emotions are running high, our stress levels are running high. It's not going to take very much to to dial that up. Keynotes is a production of the Keystone Policy Center, a 501c3 nonprofit organization based out of Keystone, Colorado, which for more than 45 years has empowered leaders to reach common higher ground. 
This episode has been made possible by contributions from the Ballantine Family Fund and the Denver Foundation. If you would like to learn more about the Keystone Policy Center, visit our website at keystone.org. Thank you.